And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's a Friday afternoon, which means one very important thing. On Canberra Live with Leon Delaney, Money Matters with Luke Smith from Envision Financial Services. Yes, it's a play on words. Get it? Money matters. Luke Smith, it's true, isn't it? It is true. It's silly, but it's true. <laughs> Money does matter. I know it's yeah. not the most important thing in the world, but... Not having it can be a problem. Well, I find people are a lot happier with it. You know, they say it doesn't make you happy, but I'll tell you what, it makes you less miserable. It, no, what is it? That, <laughs> was it Oscar Wilde or somebody else? Might have been somebody else. Uh, said uh, money doesn't make you happy, but it buys a better class of misery. But, you know what? I totally agree. Yeah. I've never met anybody in like the 23 years I've been in this industry where they've gone, wow, look at all the things I can do that I'm just so upset oh, well, about. You know, I've known people that are extremely well off. Uh, they're not necessarily any happier no. than the rest of us, but at least they know they can pay the bills. Yeah, and well, if you, you want to make yourself happier, you've got plenty of ammo to go buy stuff. <laughs> Retail therapy. Yeah. Absolutely. New pair of Jordans fixes everything. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I really don't. Maybe that is that your thing, the shoes? Is it because I know there's another individual that works here that likes like shoes? Yeah, I, I, I'm partial to a pair of Jordans. Yeah, yeah. so I think you just grow up um, having been around that era with with my age. Yes, um, and you you know you go to your mum and say, Mum, can you buy me these shoes? They're four or five hundred bucks, and she just laughed. Well, of course. So once you get old enough to be able to do it yourself, you just pay three times the price for what you wanted when you were 15. Yes. And now at least you've got them. So, yeah, yeah it comes full circle. A bit like growing up. Mum, can I have a Porsche? And No, you can't. So I had to grow up and buy one myself. But anyway, <laughs> that's go. another story for exactly another day. Right. Exactly right. Uh, what is a binding <laughs> nomination and how does it work, I hear you ask. Now, that's today's mm. topic. And yes. it sounds a little bit dry, but it's actually quite important because – uh, when you're thinking about what happens at the end of your life and you're drafting your will and you try to remember that you want to take care of uh, all of the important people in your life, you might think you've done your duty and that you've actually uh, considered everything in your will, uh, but your will does not cover your superannuation. So that's a whole different kettle of fish. You look exactly right. And with people making contributions to new super funds leading into 30 June, I thought this one is sort of coming up more and more as something that people don't realise. They they open a new fund to make a contribution for a range of strategic reasons. And I regularly say, hey, remember to make a new nomination because they may have their primary fund and they may be adding money to a new fund. And it's not something that you sort of associate with making a contribution, but is, as you say, vitally important because... You can draft up a will, and that's great. But but as you know, your will has no control over your super. And this is where a binding nomination comes in. Now, I should say a nomination because there are two ways this is structured. Binding nomination and a non-binding nomination. Now, the primary difference is that you make a binding nomination where you want absolute certainty around where your super is to be paid. And you can make a nomination to children, you make a nomination to a spouse, you can make a nomination to a financial dependent, you can make a binding nomination to your estate. Okay, so this is where, one, good family law advice is vital because like the assumption that a will is something simple you can do from the post office, eh, wrong, okay? Binding nominations come with their own trips and traps and you need to ensure that the directions you have in your super fund align with what you want to achieve in your will. So I'd lead with always get good family law advice. 
If you don't have a family lawyer that can do a will, that can do an enduring power of attorney, that can create testamentary trusts, then give me a call. I'll get you in touch with somebody. But this is an ancillary part of that because we're saying, as you said, where's this going to go? So you have a binding nomination in your super fund to say, in the event that I die, what would I like to do? Now, some things you need to keep in mind. These things can expire. Now, prior to, you know, a few years ago, they were three-year renewable, okay? Now you can actually go to your fund and say, I want a non-lapsing nomination so that once you've done it, it's in place and you don't get caught with that old, oh, it's actually expired, I need to do a new one. You change funds, remember you need to do one. You roll money over, you need to do one. You've got multiple accounts, you need one in each account. You've just got divorced, you might want to update it, okay? Because if you've just handed over half, you don't want to hand over more because you die unexpectedly and your binding nomination is in place to somebody you don't want to get any more money. (laughs) And while you're at it, if you get divorced, you might want to write a new will as well because... Exactly. Interestingly, now this is what I've learned from hanging out with lawyers, is that uh, your will is automatically revoked when you get married and you have to write a new one. Yes. However, the same is not true when you're divorced. Your will, existing will, remains in force until you change it. As does your binding nomination in your super fund. (laughs) Now, another thing that people need to keep in mind is you need to have a witness to make this. Okay, so you can go to your fund and say, look, I'd like to make a new nomination or I'd like to change my nomination. And you can have your superannuation fund broken up into it goes to my wife as my husband, my partner as my spouse, no dramas. Then you might say, well, I'll give some to my wife and some to my minor children. Okay, I might give some to my wife and some to my estate. Again, should be done in conjunction with good family law planning, right? Yeah. So you have a nomination to remove the discretion of the trustee. That is why you have a binding nomination. A non-binding nomination says, hey, I'd like it to go here, but Mr. Trustee, if you've got a different view of that, please feel free to do what you like. And that's what people need to keep in mind. The trustee of the super fund in a non-binding arrangement still has the ability to decide where things go. Okay, so it's really important that people remember that they're not the same. So if you don't have a nomination, either binding or non-binding, is there a default position as to what happens? I'd have to ring a lawyer. <laughs> that um, that confusing, I'd, is it? I'd, I'd say then you're probably off the court. Okay. If you don't have one, I don't know if it's a default play to the estate. Um, I guess it would come down to who approaches the trustee of the super fund and says, hey, this is what we want to go down. I'd imagine there'd be some sort of direction they would consider looking at the individual's will. Whilst it has no power, it may provide direction. Yeah. But to be fair, actually, you've, you've got me. I don't... I don't actually know, but I'll, I'll give one of them a ring on Monday and find out what the default position is. Okay, so all the more reason to involve yeah. legal advice in and, this process. And again, whilst we're raising the awareness of this, this isn't simple stuff because mm. it then gets more and more complicated, right? So let's say you've got a self-managed super fund and you have a binding nomination. What if you have a reversionary pension in the same fund? What does the deed say? So for those that have a self-managed super fund, Read the deed, read the deed, read the deed. Because that will lay out the goalposts of what your fund is structured to implement in the event of your passing. Don't just assume that, oh, well, the lads at work said that theirs does this. Read your deed. What is the default position in the deed? Because it will provide some direction. Then you need to think about, well, 
if I have a reversionary pension, then my binding nomination probably won't have control over part of my accumulated super. So you can see very quickly, this can come to some, some T-junctions very fast. Yes. And you need to decide which way you're going to go other than straight into a brick wall in front of you. Yeah, it's certainly getting very complicated very quickly, isn't it? Yeah, and that's really what I want to illustrate today is one, know about it, mm. two, understand the difference, and then three, how do I do it? Call your fund, fill out the form, sign it, and then have two witnesses that are not a party to the nomination, okay? Then you submit that to your fund and do not make amendments on this form. Super funds get uber touchy about this. You amend something, initial it, They'll send you back the form, sorry, we won't accept that, redo it. So make sure your paperwork's tight, but you make your nomination, you sign it in front of two witnesses over the age of 18 that are not associated with the directions on that form, and then it gets sent off to your super fund. Okay, so what are the important things that people need to take into consideration when uh, making a nomination? So understand what your broader strategies are, one. Two, understand the structure of your super fund. Do you have a reversionary pension? If you do, then it probably won't need a binding nomination because it will be paid to the reversionary pensioner on your passing. Three, if you have a self-managed super fund, read the deed, read the deed, read the deed. But understand what your super fund is structured to do and make sure that your objectives align with what the deed says the fund must do and how the trustees must act. Also keep in mind that if you have a nomination and money comes out of your fund to your estate and the money goes to adult children, they could incur a 17% tax liability on the taxable portion of your accumulated super. So whilst they say there is no death tax in Australia, that looks and smells like death tax to me. Okay, so understand your nomination because if you make a bonding nomination to a spouse, they are tax-free recipients under super law and tax law. You make a nomination to the estate to pass it to your adult children and you could expect them to incur a 17% tax liability. So understand where you want it to go, understand the tax implications and then understand the rules of your fund and the nomination that you've made and keep it updated. If your estate planning and, and, and family law needs change, make sure that's something that you change in conjunction with a will or a change in situation so that there aren't any surprises. I think you've already hinted at this, but I was going to ask, why not simply nominate your own estate and then your will can just cover everything? And uh, you can. Perfect. You, yeah. Yep. But you've just indicated that if you go about it that way, there might be tax implications. There might be. So you need to keep in mind that you need to look and say, where is the money going to land? It's where the money finishes that drives the tax consideration. You could put into your bonding nomination that it goes to my spouse, tax-free. You could have your bonding nomination go to the estate and you say, in my will, all of my estate goes to my spouse. Still tax-free. So it's not the leaving of the fund that causes the tax issue. It's where does the money finish and what is the tax status of the recipient in each individual case. Money out of a super fund to a minor, tax-free. Money out of a super fund to an adult child, taxable at 17% on the taxable component. So there are ways and strategies to amend that taxable status in your fund, and we've talked about that in other shows, but you need to think about where's it going to go and where will it finish? Because if you have insurance through your super fund, for example, and you have a nomination to go out to the estate and it ends up with adult children, 
then you pay 32% tax on your insurance proceeds. So if you want to give a million dollars to your kids and their adults, and it's coming out of a super fund, you need to gross that up by 300 grand so that they get a net million because super proceeds out of a super fund, oh sorry, insurance proceeds out of a super fund are taxable at 32%. So again, where will it finish? That will determine where your money is directed and then you bring into play the various types of nominations to try and achieve the estate planning objectives that a good family lawyer will work with you to achieve. Okay, and you said there are two kinds of nominations, a binding nomination and a non-binding yeah. nomination. But if a non-binding nomination means that you know it's just indicative only and the, mm. the trustee can make other arrangements if the trustee sees fit, um, what's the point of even making that nomination? And, and herein lies all cognac's brandy, not all brandy's cognac. Just because you can doesn't mean you need to. Mm. And that's really what we want to do today is just make people aware. I see a lot of people come in, give me a super fund statement, and I look and it says no nomination registered. Do you want your money to go to your spouse? Yep, I've done that. Uh, here's your form. Uh, don't think you have. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get that fixed. So it's one that the assumption of it's okay, I've got a will. It's a bit like saying if I open a banana, there's an apple inside. Right. Mm, don't think so. No. So they're not the same. So okay. have a binding nomination to control your super. Understand if you need a binding nomination, you've got a reversionary pension and no kids, great. You probably don't need a binding nomination. Again, I want to stress to people, this is not simple. And if you've got a blended family, then it becomes even less simple. Exactly right. right. So again, family lawyer, family lawyer, family lawyer, because what you pay them will be far less than what your family spend fighting each other. Mm. Always an important consideration. Luke Smith mm. from Envision Financial is with me in the studio. Today's topic is all about, uh, what's it called? Binding nominations mm. and how does it work? Well, look, a binding nomination sounds very elaborate and confusing and we've established that it is actually quite complicated, so it's mm. important to get some good sound advice on this. What, yes. about, what are the key things to remember? Yeah, so make sure you know what you want to achieve because maybe sort of, yeah, this will do for now for something that you very rarely look at. Mm. Um, can be very expensive and very dangerous. Review your nomination so it's current, and if you do have a, a lapsing nomination, just check with your fund and see when and maybe put a little reminder in your diary. Um, make sure your paperwork is spot on, okay? Super funds get very antsy about this. They don't want to see amendments. They don't want to see different dates of witnessing and accidentally put this date or that date or, you know, make sure your paperwork is, is A1. If you open a new fund make a new nomination as part of that opening process. So if you're coming up to 30 June and you're making non-concessional contributions to a second fund to manage your tax position, make sure that when you open the fund you have a nomination in place. Um, get some legal advice. I think we sort of showed before the ad break that there are plenty of things to consider here that you may or may not know about and it always pays to make sure that your estate planning objectives, i.e. your will and your other documentation, then align with how money comes out to fall into that bucket that, that could then be controlled by the will. If you've got divorced recently, check and see that you've updated that. Um, you don't want to give somebody else a free kick after potentially already giving them a free kick. Mm -hmm. um, so check that. And then consider the tax implications of where you want the money to go. So assuming that you're doing the right thing by making a nomination to your estate to give it to your adult kids may actually create adverse implications from a tax standpoint. So understand where money goes. If you're holding insurance through super and the proceeds are for adult children, think about grossing up and allowing for the tax or have 
again, a nomination to somebody that is a tax-free recipient to be able to control what you've got. So there's a few things there that people can sort of just check and, 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 and spot check from time to time, but know what you're going to do well in advance so that you can actually achieve the objectives that you set out to when you're actually not here to explain them to somebody. And it is complicated, so it is one of those things where you may need some advice from both a financial planner and a lawyer. 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's not something that we actively promote. You know, we can explain, but I always say to people, look, go and see your family lawyer so that everything else you have going on ends up in the right buckets. And if you're in a blended environment, make sure that this is watertight because, you know, the last thing you want is, is family tearing each other apart. Yeah when you're not here to say what you actually tried to achieve. And, of course, it's not actually part of your will, but it's got no. to work with your will. Correct. So you want both yep. things to work well together, don't exactly you? Exactly. Spot on. That's exactly right. And that's that's the biggest thing I want people to take from today. Your will has no control over your super. So if you thought that's the case, check your binding nominations, make sure they're current, and make sure they align with your broader objectives and get some legal help if you need it. Indeed. So, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, 62604749 is the office number. Envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker. Luke talks money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got TikTok, The Strategy Stacker. Um, and we've got Smart Money Strategy, the book that's been out. And uh, thank you for everybody that's been buying that up. It's still uh, doing very well on the old charts. And um, you can get that at Dimmick's QBD, Harry Harthog. You can get it at Amazon. You can get it at Booktopia. Um, and if you want it signed, bring it in the office and I'll knock it over for you. Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning, just to give it its full title. That's the one. That's Absolutely. That's the, that's the full mouthful. Uh, exactly right. <laughs> All right, Luke, thanks very much for popping by today. No worries, mate. We'll see you next week. We will catch you again next Friday afternoon at the same time when, once again, Luke Smith from Envision Financial will join me in the studio to talk about money matters.